Pharisees come to Yeshua and they tell him, why is it that John's disciples fast, that the Pharisees fast, but you, Yeshua, you, Jesus, you and your disciples, you don't. Yeshua applies them and says, why would those who are the wedding guests fast while the bridegroom is with them? Rather, they'll fast when the bridegroom has left. Yeshua then tells them another parable. He tells them the parable of the wineskins. He says, why would you put new wine into old wineskins? Wouldn't putting new wine into old wineskins cause the old wineskin to burst, spilling the new wine? Rather, you put the new wine into new wineskins. Then it won't burst. And he goes on to say that no one who drinks the old wine immediately desires the new, for the old tastes better. Now, this is the parable of the wineskins that Yeshua told his disciples. And many men have scratched their head on what Yeshua was saying, probably very much like the Pharisees were at the time when he was saying it. I mean, what does he really mean? What is he referring to in this seemingly out of nowhere parable? Some have attempted to explain the parable of the wineskins by saying that the old wineskin represents the old covenant or the law of God and the new wineskin represents the new covenant and freedom from the law of God. So in the explanation of this, we're going to test that theory and we're going to see if that holds ground with scripture or is this actually parable actually explaining something else to us? So we have two wineskins, an old one and a new one. And we have new wine being poured into the old wineskin. This is a problem. And it's a problem that the first century audience that Jesus was addressing would well understand. To them, wineskins was more you know, recognizable and something that is more they were more familiar with than we are today. Today, the idea of wineskins, since they're not being used as widely anymore, it's quite far off. But really, what it simply means is, is if you have an old wineskin or you have any wineskin and you fill it with wine, that wineskin swells up as it's filled with wine and then it's sealed. And after it's sealed, in the, and in the fermenting process, the wine would actually cause this wineskin to continue to grow even further and swell up more and more until it reaches a final form. And then when the wine is ready, those old wineskins, they can't be used anymore. If you try to put new wine into one of those old wineskins, it'll burst because it has already been stretched to its limits. And if it's stretched any further, it simply bursts. And so what Yeshua is really simply saying here is that you cannot come to God with the old man. You come, cannot come to God 
and try and walk as Yeshua, as Jesus walked, while you still live in your old man, while you still live in your old vessel, if you will, with your old wineskin, your old way of thinking of things. In other words, your mind is not renewed. And also, in essence, he's really talking about not being reborn yet. Just like with Nicodemus, Yeshua said, you need to be born of water and of the spirit. And then you cannot unless you do that, you cannot see nor enter the kingdom of God. The Pharisees were persecuting Yeshua in this moment, just before Yeshua was telling this story, when they told him about how he and his disciples don't fast. And Yeshua was telling them this story because he was trying to communicate or to his disciples that the Pharisees don't understand because they have not been reborn in water and spirit yet. I see brothers and sisters, the baptism of war and water is the reborn is the physical manifestation of being born in water, reborn in water. And that involves repentance from sins, returning from your sins. And it involves burying the old man in the water, basically like being crucified with Christ as Jesus, Yeshua, the Messiah taught. And so if you do not undergo a true repentance and baptism of water, which is then physically manifested in an actual water baptism, then you are like still in an old wineskin and you cannot receive new wine. Furthermore, the second aspect to of being an old wineskin refers to the baptism of the Holy Spirit, as Yeshua also mentioned to Nicodemus. The baptism of the Holy Spirit involves the immersion or baptismo immersion of the Holy Spirit. It's not just something that's about asking Jesus to come and live in your heart and now you're baptized in, in the Holy Spirit. No, it is an additional event. We see that baptism of water and baptism of the spirit is not always the same thing. To prove this, I will give you the example of Acts chapter eight. In chapter eight of Acts, we see the story of how Philip was out in Samaria and he was preaching the gospel and baptizing many. Then when the apostles, Peter and John heard about this, they traveled down to Samaria. We see the following happen. Acts 8 verse 12. But when they believed Philip as he preached good news about the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ, they were baptized both men and women. Now, when the apostles at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God, they sent to them Peter and John who came down and prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Spirit. For he had not yet fallen on any of them, but they had only been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then they laid their hands on them and they received the Holy Spirit. So in Acts chapter 8, we see a great example of how Philip was there and he baptized these people in water. They believed and they had the baptism of water, but it was such a big deal for them to get baptized in the spirit on top of the baptism of water that Peter, as well as John, the two apostles traveled down 
to Samaria all the way just so they can lay hands on him so they can receive the Holy Spirit. And the word says, for he had not yet fallen on any of them, for they had only been baptized in water in the name of Jesus. And so we see there is a clear distinction between water baptism and baptism of the Holy Spirit. It's not always the same event, although it could also be. And so when we have received both the baptism of water and the spirit, baptism of water as evident in our repentance and turning away from our sins and the baptism of the spirit as the evidence of the fruits of the spirit, the giftings of the Holy Spirit, spiritual giftings, etc. When these things have manifested in our life as evidence of our us being reborn, now we see we are in a position where we can actually have a new wineskin. We are now in a position where we are not in our old man anymore. We are now doing and walking in a place where the old man does not walk. The old man does not walk in repentance. The old man does not walk in spiritual giftings, good fruits of the spirit or anything that is supernatural. Like we read, believers will lay their hands on the sick and they will recover. The old man does not lay his hands on the sick and they recover. Indeed, he cannot. For the flesh is at enmity with the law of God. The carnal mind is at enmity with the spirit of God. In other words, whatever the spirit of God is doing, our flesh or the old man does not want any part of it. And that is why you cannot try to put new the things of God into the old man. It's in, an incompatibility. And so here it is, brothers and sisters. It's as simple as this. We need to have new wineskins to receive the new wine. What is the new wine? The new wine is the Holy Spirit of God. The new wine is when he comes and indwells in us, not in the old man, but in the new man and the new wineskin that is now not stretched out like the old man where the Holy Spirit will just burst it. No, the new wine is compatible. The new wine is ready. The new wine is able to Take what the Holy Spirit will bring with him without bursting. You see, brothers and sisters, this is why Yeshua had to die first and ascend. And then he said, now it's good. Now I will send my Holy Spirit. It was necessary for him to ascend, for him to die, so that the veil can be torn between us and God, so that the spirit, the power of God can come and live in us in the new vessels that we have and not in the old like we had the people had at Mount Sinai. They they were still in their old man. They could not get the spirit of God. But today things have changed. We are able if we are baptized in water and spirit. And in Luke 5 verse 39, Yeshua ended this parable of the wineskins with saying that when someone drinks the old wine, He does not immediately again desire the new because the old tastes better. This simply refers to after we get baptized in the water and spirit of God. What happens then is even though we can get the new wineskins, we will sometimes still like the old wine that it refers to the things of this world. The old wine filled the old wineskin. And that is, you know, the things we were involved in before we came to Christ is the old wine. 
before we came to the new wine, which is God. The old wine we love, our flesh loves it. And so even after getting the new wineskin, you would oftentimes want still the things of your old life. You will think back on the things of your old life. You will think back on on your sins, on your indulgences, and you will sometimes even long for it because that is your flesh longing for the old wine. But you need to put it off so that you can simply indulge in the new wine, for he is the one who you drink of and you will never go thirsty again from. So brothers and sisters, that is what he means by this. We are now new wineskins. We now drink of the new wine. We don't indulge in the old anymore. And we will then not burst. We will then be able to come to God one day and we will be able to bear good fruit. We will be like when Yeshua was at the wedding guest and he told these men to fill the jars with wine or with water to the brim, right? And then when it was served, it was poured out as wine. What God desires us to do is fill ourselves to the brim. And then he is the one who brings the miracle of the Holy Spirit that changes the water into wine, that changes our seemingly normal actions our seemingly normal works into supernatural works because the Holy Spirit has come to touch them. And now our witness, our life will be a witness to the world. And we can now be that witness that is poured out as a drink offering to the people at the wedding, if you will, for the miracle for them to see the glory of our king. And so in relation to the law or the old wineskin representing the the old covenant, this is simply not what this is about or referring to. Actually, keeping the law is still for today. God, Jesus has said, I have not come to abolish the law, but to fulfill it. Right. And that is in Matthew 517, where what he means by the word fulfill is to bring it to its fullness or fill it to the brim. It actually means I did not. It doesn't mean he did it. He came to do the law so that it can be abolished or it can be thrown away. No, he says, I did not come to abolish it. I did not come to do that. I came to fulfill it, to give it fullness of meaning. That means he came to do the law so we can see how it's done because it's now been given more meaning than it was before. And now, because we know that 1 John 3 verse 4 says that sin is a transgression of the law. Whoever breaks the law of God, that is sin. And so, brothers and sisters, this is not what the wineskins are about. It's not about that. We are actually supposed to keep the law in our new wineskins too, because it is impossible to walk as Jesus walked. If you do not walk in obedience to the law, because that is what he walked out so that he can be free from sin. Because if you break the law, then you sin. So if Jesus died so we can now break the law, not keep the law anymore. We are in fact then saying that Jesus died so we can sin. No, God forbid. He did not do that. He died so that we can be free, not from the law itself, but from the consequence of breaking it. There's a difference. You see, brothers and sisters, the law has been created by God. In the Psalm 119, God is devoted the entire chapter with the longest 
chapter in the book of the Bible. It's about his law. It's about how beautiful it is, how it is righteous, how it is perfect, how it is good. Something that is righteous, perfect and good doesn't need to be changed and doesn't isn't imperfect. It's perfect. Right. And so God has given us something that is perfect. But in our imperfection, we have broken it. But he has redeemed us from the consequences of breaking it because he died for us. He died for our sins. Sin is breaking the law. And so that this is the thing, brother. It is important for us to actually have a new wineskin because without it, you cannot keep the law of God. You cannot walk like Yeshua did, like Jesus walked without having a new wineskin. And many try to do that. Many try to to be uh, keeping the law, but they still don't have a new wineskin. They're trying to do it from the old man, from the old wineskin. And that's a big problem because now you'll be no different from the Israelites at Mount Sinai who just built golden calves and who who failed over and over and over again after the law was even given to keep it. They couldn't trust God. They couldn't keep it because they weren't having the spirit. They didn't have a reborn experience of both in both water, repentance and spirit power. And so therefore they couldn't walk it out. And so brothers and sisters, that which is born of the spirit is spirit. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. Some of you, some people are still in the flesh. They're still in the old man, the old wineskin. And therefore they will try to keep the law and they have good intentions in doing so. But they fail and fail and fail and they never get free from breaking it because they don't have a true reborn experience in both water and spirit. Are you reborn in both water and spirit? If not, you cannot see the kingdom of God and you will be like the Pharisees who persecuted Yeshua and they couldn't even recognize love when love was walking right in front of them, just like Jesus was walking in front of them. And so, brothers and sisters, pursue being reborn, if you haven't yet, from the Father, to be born in water and spirit, baptized in water and spirit. And then you'll be able to truly walk like Messiah, in spirit and truth, the fullness of his walk and to worship God in spirit and truth in that fullness. I hope that this teaching has blessed you. Consider liking this video, subscribing to this channel and sharing this video with your friends. I would also like to thank the partners of this ministry who has made this video and every other video this month possible. May God bless you and keep you guys. And see you guys in the next video. Shalom.